It is dark outside, but not very cold. And in the distance, I can hear fireworks because I'm recording this in the night that separates the year 2021 with the year 2022. Happy New Year, because I'm almost certain that you will listen to this at the beginning of the new year. Ah, you know what? (laughs) I am so glad that we're entering a new year and that we can leave 2021 behind us. And I'm sure that many of you will agree with me that 2021 has not been one of the best years in our lifetime. Mostly, of course, because of COVID, the pandemic that has kept us all in lockdowns and fearful for what might happen to us, to our family and friends. We may have been affected by COVID ourselves. And in addition to that, of course, the entire world kind of suffered on all levels, not just economically, but also in terms of social cohesion. You could, you could really tell that the strain of living um, under such, such difficult circumstances for a prolonged time has not done much good to um, the tolerance level that people have and the way that be- they behave uh, again uh, uh, with regards to one another. However, as usual in times of crisis, we shouldn't only we shouldn't just only focus on the negative. There's also been an incredible uh, strength that became apparent in uh, this past year. Um, when it comes to people taking care of one another. And especially, I'm so impressed by all the volunteers that have helped um, to, to take care of others in, in these difficult times. Uh, just a few days ago, on Wednesday, I got my booster shot. And this is um, now going on in, in a lot of countries where since we've all received, our, or most of us have received our vaccinations quite a while ago, um, we now know that our resistance against uh, a new variants like the Omicron uh, variant is, uh, is waning over time. And so uh, many countries are accelerating their, their booster programs to at least give us a little bit more um, more of a defense against this very rapidly spreading new variant. Um, And in the Netherlands, we were falling a little bit behind. And because of that, our government had already um, stated that we would go into a lockdown until, I think, the first half of January. And we are currently in this lockdown. That is why, actually, even though this is New Year's Eve that I'm recording this, you don't hear that much fireworks. This is nothing compared to previous years <laughs> um, because it's uh, not allowed to, um, to, uh, to, have, uh, to use any fireworks because they don't want to put extra pressure on the hospitals uh, <laughs> that are already um, overloaded with work and then having to take care of people that have you know, burnt themselves or had uh, whatever damage because of the, of the fireworks. Um, they wanted to avoid that. But anyway, so we've been in this lockdown for a couple of weeks now and, uh, uh, and they are accelerating the booster program. So I, I, I was very fortunate to be able to make an appointment for the next day already here in Ada, which is uh, the, the town uh, up north. It's just a few kilometers away from where I live. And you enter this big hall and there are hundreds and hundreds of volunteers. There were military and they were all, you know, they have been training thousands of people to be able to administer these shots. And in addition to that, you've got a lot of nurses that were already retired that volunteer to jump in. And all these people are working there for free for days and days and days. Sometimes they get insulted by people they are always... Um, there's always some, some tension around uh, these booster shots and everything. And despite that, they were so kind and so um, 
relaxed and and really helping us and i was like these they must have been working there for for days and yet they they're cheerful they're super kind ha ah, that really that, that's one of those moments that you think Phew, thankfully that in these difficult times you always have people that do the right thing and that are wanting to go the extra mile okay some kids that are lighting up fireworks these are actually the fireworks that they are <laughs> lighting up there in front of their house those are uh, the only ones that are permitted it's like super low low intensity fireworks just a few sparkles um, but all the kind of the more the louder stuff that you hear far away I think that must be coming from Ede from the city and also from Wageningen where it's uh, much larger this is a here the streets in Benicom are actually empty there's not no one is outside I think most people are just watching TV right now or maybe uh, <laughs> having a glass of wine or beer and uh, and eating the the Oli Bollen which is a uh, kind of a dough they're like round not really donuts but it's a d- ball of dough with some raisins in it and you put some powdered sugar on it um I guess that most people in this town are not the kind of people that would be outside wreaking havoc with uh, with fireworks. But anyway, it's 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 good to experience that uh despite what you often hear in the media where you often see the extremes in 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 human behavior, there are so many people that stand up uh when it's necessary and and uh and help their their neighbors it's uh, heartwarming and so i got my shot on wednesday and i it was administered by a military uh by a soldier and uh uh and i didn't feel a thing uh, I, i got the moderna uh um vaccine and i remember that when i got the johnson and johnson vaccine it really hurt and the lady that administered it warned it warned me that it would hurt and that it would also you know be pretty painful afterwards which it, which it was and um when i got the johnson and johnson vaccine in the early summer uh i got sick and really really sick it was just like covid um in case you don't know i've had covid in in october or the end of September October and uh I had a pretty bad case with really high fever and uh, yeah, severe headaches now haven't been able to sleep for for two weeks almost and my reaction to the vaccine was very similar to that only it was just two two days two or three days and then you know the symptoms uh, subsided just proof that the vaccine did its work this time I didn't feel a thing and then the rest of the day I was fine I actually did a lot of work I had a very busy day and I I just was like wow this is such a difference with the previous vaccination um I'm going to be all right yeah <laughs> it ain't over until the fat lady sings as they say in some movies but wow the next day which is yesterday um well actually it started the night before where I got a fever. I woke up in um after having fallen asleep for just an hour and I was shivering and oh, I didn't measure my temperature but I could feel that I had high fever. Uh I was completely dehydrated. So I went down, got some water and then kept waking up throughout the night. Same symptoms, just really warm and feverish and thirsty. And at towards the end of the night I took some uh medication to to lower the the fever a bit and then i stayed in bed on for for a couple more hours in the morning but i had to get up because i w- would get a visit of uh two of my friends liz and mihu um they are part of the community probably listening to this and they had stayed with their the parents of mihu in, uh, in germany and they had taken the time to come and visit me Uh, so they they went all the way from germany to benicom and uh, wanted to pay me a visit and we'd planned this uh, a while in advance i really did not know at the time that i would uh, get the the booster shot <laughs> right before that and to be honest i was more or less okay when they uh, arrived 
and uh, we had a great time. It was always wonderful to meet people in real life after having been in contact through social media for so long. It's always great to 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 meet each other face to face, and you have that immediate connection because, well, just like you, you've been listening to me for a while now, and. You know me oftentimes much better than I know you. Um, but it's, it's always really cool to just to hang out and there's this immediate friendship, even though we never met in real life before. I keep, you know, being amazed by, uh, by what social media and podcasts can do to forge that bond, a friendship, without having ever, ever, ever having been <laughs> close to one another before. So anyway, when they arrived, it was fine. Um, we had uh, a wonderful couple of hours. And then after lunch, all of a sudden, I, I was listening to them. And I, was, I start to shiver. And I felt that my temperature was rising. And it was so bad that I, after a while, I just told them, I need to go and lay down for a second. Um, and so they watched uh, the, the, the first episode of uh, the Boba Fett, uh, the Book of Boba Fett on Disney+. Michiel had already seen it. But Liz, uh, his wife, hadn't seen it yet. So while they were watching Star Wars, I was in bed, and and it just got it got worse and worse and worse. And uh, so I took another painkiller um, and tried to get my temperature down, and and so I was able to spend another, you know, the last part of their visit uh, together with them, and then um, they were picked up and they went back to. Uh, to Germany and the rest of the day I've been in bed <laughs> I was just completely exhausted um, and and so today uh, I was hoping that uh, my last day of the year 2021 uh, would be a good one and it was slightly better I have to say that uh, the fever was almost gone but I was still you know whoa <laughs> sorry about that and that was close by. I will not go in that direction. I'll just stay here in the center. Um, the uh, <laughs> uh, so even though the fever wasn't as bad, uh, I was still completely exhausted. And it's probably also because you know you don't sleep that well when you're ill. Um, and so, m- despite the fact that I planned to do uh, a few last things, you always know that at the end of the year you want to kind of wrap up your administration, do some last, get some last emails out of the door, um, just to find closure in a certain way. But I also knew that I had to finish my Goodreads reading challenge, and I had to read one more book, or so I thought. And I was at seventy-five percent of the book, but it was a quite a big book to to read and not the easiest read it was um the hill mary project by andy weir and um, if you've read the martian you know that every page is stuffed with science it's a good story very compelling story but it's also you know it's not a casual read and so the i felt at one point you know i'm just going to give up on on the work i need to uh just take it easy so i i went to bed for a couple of hours and then i read some more and uh, well right now it is what time it's a little bit before i think it's around 11 so um i finished the book <laughs> i um i and then i when i uh, kind of logged it into the goodreads app i noticed it asked me hey we noticed that you said you finished reading this book but did you read that recently because we don't have an end date for that book and it turns out that I had read two more books than I thought I read and uh, I just forgot to uh, log the end date so it turns out I read 66 books this year instead of 64 which you know I'm I'm very happy with that result and it uh, encourages me to set a similar goal for for uh, for 2022 and then I was like, okay, what I'm going to do with these last two hours, basically. I could just sit and watch some TV. But I feel like I'm finally waking up a little bit. I'm starting to feel better. And uh, it would be such a shame. I've been sitting in a chair or lying in bed for most of the day. I need a walk. I just need to go out for a walk. I want to be outside. And since this is, <laughs> in theory, a fireworks uh 
fireworks list. How do you say that? It's it's. There are not going to be too. Much, there's not going to be too much noise outside with fireworks. Um, I'll be okay. Normally around this time of the day, you cannot walk outside because it's just way too loud. Um, and then I was like, okay, well, if I go for a walk, I might as well record an episode of the walk <laughs> and do something useful. So here it is. This is my final walk of 2021 and I walk with you into the year 2022 which I'm sure has already started for you as it has for me by the time you're listening to this and it's a good moment to look forward to the next year which is going to be so different from this last year if there's one theme for me personally that marked 2021 it is a year of letting go and it was completely unexpected which shows that at the beginning of the year, you can never really tell what's going to happen. You may have your, your ideas, your dreams, your, your projects, your goals, but you are never certain that that is going to be what is happening. I, I was looking back and I was wondering, you know, what did I do on the 31st of December in 2020? And I, there's always a good um, archive for those memories, which is Google Photos which automatically takes the photos from my phone and then tags it with a, or labels it with a date. So I noticed that on the 31st December of December of 2020, I was doing almost exactly the same as I did this year. I was struggling to read my 52nd book, which was at the time the goal that I set myself for the Goodreads Challenge. And the final book that I read was... Um, a Star Wars book and I finished reading that book at three o'clock because that's when I posted a photo and then I remembered I was still in in my old rectory I had the Christmas tree up um, and I think that we were in the lockdown as well Um, I didn't have any guests and I was just by myself and I may actually have gone to bed before midnight not even awaiting you know the uh, passing of uh, of the uh, of the clock to the new into the new year, um, because at the time I was still suffering pretty severely from the effects of long COVID, um, which have uh, dominated the first few months of uh, of of 2021 as well. Um, I was very tired. Um, uh, I would often have these drops in energy. That would floor me so much that I had to just lay in bed. Oh, wow, I love this this uh, garden. There's a beautiful deer all made of lights here in this garden. We, d- we don't have the tradition like in the United States where you have yes, people that have these explosions of lights. It, look like, it looks like a, a, what is it, um, one of those lights parades in, in Disneyland, but then entire neighborhoods may be like that. Here it's still pretty rare. People do sometimes put some lights outside but it's usually well it's not as uh, abundant as in some other countries so when when you see something with lights i'm immediately like oh i like that i like lights um so the uh <laughs> the the reason that i was probably alone um in in, in at the end of last year uh was that i i, I just wasn't I didn't have the energy to uh, to go out. And maybe since we were in a lockdown, it wasn't encouraged at all to go and see friends. Just like this year. Back then, I had no idea that the 1st of January would mark the start of this roller coaster emotional journey that would basically force me almost every month to let go of things that I took for granted and actually thought that I had built my life on those things. The first foundation that was kind of shaken uh, was, my, was that of my health. Um, I'd always been pretty fit, uh, running marathons and everything, and since COVID, I had lost, I would say, 90% of that energy. Um, and I had no idea how long it would take. I was following, at the time, uh, therapy, um, ergotherapy and, and uh, physical therapy, etc., just to um, to learn how to balance my energy. 
And so at the beginning in, of the year, um, I could only work for four hours each day. And I had to take long pauses between the hours of work, uh, which in my field of work is really difficult because you're constantly working against deadlines. And so oftentimes I would, um, I, I would have to plan so much more than ever before because I couldn't just count on having the energy uh, to work, uh, you know, full time for three days and then, you know, meet the deadline, which is also something I discovered through therapy that had been the culprit of a, a lot of my health issues before. Uh, one of the things that I discovered, th thanks to my therapist, was that I'd always been pushing myself to beyond, actually, what is healthy. And I, I, was, I wanted to do so much um, that I often burned the candle at both ends, which had resulted in probably me not having much, much margin anymore. So that when, when I got COVID, it floored me maybe way more than, than it would have been, it w than would have uh, gotten me, you know, in, in when I had more margin. I'm not, say, I'm not sure if I make myself clear, <laughs> but uh, let me just cross the street here because the pavement tends to suddenly stop in these neighborhoods. I don't know why. And then you have to walk on the Let me just go into this neighborhood. I've never been here. This is the 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 forest road, the Bosweg, the forest road. Sounds good. It actually goes in the direction of the forest where I normally do my walks. I won't be walking through the forest at night though, because <laughs> it's pitch dark. <laughs> um, so that's that's been also a recurrent theme of this year be, be behind me is that every time I lost something and I had to let go of something, I also discovered something very important. So there was always a lesson, even though at the moment it mostly felt like loss and it, it uh, and loss comes with grief. And I've had plenty of grief this, this past year, but it also came ultimately with a reward. And in, in, when it comes to my health, it was the reward or the discovery uh, was that I, I learned to pace myself and I learned that, that uh, I also gave it a lot of thought that what makes me always want to overperform it's basically uh, it's, it's this inner voice that tells me it's not it's never good enough and that's something that I know I've been struggling with for, for most of my life but this time I had no choice I couldn't just say well you know what I'll just push through. I'll just force myself. No. It, it was more like, what can I do? And can I find happiness even though I can only work at, you know, 40% of normal uh, cruise speed? And, and why wouldn't that be enough? And because it was a prolonged time, that was also an advantage of having long COVID. It gave me the time to establish new a new rhythm, a new pace, also a work pace, and to find joy in the things that I could do instead of always thinking, oh, I'm not doing enough, I'm not working hard enough. My output is too low. And, and instead I was like, I enjoy when I have energy and I enjoy what I can do. And it made me much more aware of the fact that my happiness does not depend on the, on the amount of of things that I do. It doesn't, it doesn't require a high output. Happiness comes from being happy to do what you do. <laughs> and so that was a really important life lesson, I think, that long COVID uh, gave me. Uh, the second thing that I had to let go was mm, way harder, uh, even though it wasn't as kind of basic as, as losing my health. It was losing basically my work, my reason of living in a certain way. You know, I'm a priest. I live for what I, I hope to live because I want to uh, fulfill my vocation. I want to do what I feel called to do. And for many years, I, I'd, been, I'd felt called to 
work as a parish priest on the one hand and work in the media on the other hand. And that was a really rewarding, fulfilling combination. And I felt that that was just the perfect place. I had lived in this uh, rectory for for uh, barely two, two years and I was finally starting to Everything was just falling into place. We had we'd survived the first year of COVID. Uh, we managed to uh, build up this online mass, which was really doing a lot of good for the people that assisted, both uh, on location physically, but also through the internet. And I felt that we we started super simple, and then it really started to grow into something beautiful and, and also a, a place where we could innovate. We could, we could celebrate liturgy in a way that would be impossible in the structures of the existing parishes. And all that was taken away in a very quick, in a very short time, <laughs> way shorter than I ever thought would be possible. But it basically, you know, it... it, it well, you know the story. I've told it many times before. Um, but the gist of it was, I'm no longer working full-time. In, or uh, I'm, I'm now working full-time in the media. I'm no longer working for the parish. And so they, want, they wanted to rent the uh, rectory to um, a, a more profitable um, a party. You know, uh, maybe a, an enterprise or an institution or whatever. But uh, I, I was just paying the regular rent for, what was it, 750 per month, uh, which is, you know, it's on a modest side. Um, and, well, they, they estimated, the, the parish people, they estimated that they could uh, easily uh, uh, get uh, two or 3,000 euros of rent per month if they would find someone else to rent the building. So anyway, I didn't want to leave, of course. And then, ultimately, the uh, the bishop asked me to go. And that was really hard. That was really hard because it was just a monetary... It seemed to be just a monetary decision. And, um, and what I found difficult was... I kept asking myself, why don't they see the, the non-monetary value that I add to the parish... You know, these masses that I do, these international masses, they attract younger people. We are innovating. We're doing everything with streaming. So we're so ahead of the game compared to other parishes. Why why can't they just add that to the value that I bring to the... It, it just felt like, uh, I don't know, as if they disregarded um, part of what I what i what i you know what i felt was it was a contribution to the community that was hard and and i well you know uh, just as much as i do how much grief that gave me and how hard it was to accept that decision uh, because it not only did it meant that i had to let go of everything we built up that past year in corona times that i was very proud of but i also had to let go of the house where I lived, which had become a home, and of the people. All my friends, my social circles were around that parish because I'd been living in that parish and working in that parish for, what is it, 15 years. And it was all gone in the span of just a few months. Um, And then I was basically homeless. So I, I searched for help with some of my friends and at first uh, one of my colleagues said um, I think I have you know the upper floor of a, of a rectory that were you know the lower part is rented out to uh, an insurance company but maybe we can refurbish the upper part uh, it's in a bad state but you know we've got lots of volunteers that uh, want to help you and I was super happy with that I was like oh my gosh what a what a gift what a godsend <laughs> I can I can I have a place to, to live and uh, people that are willing to help me to live there. But anyway, it turned out that there was so much to do in terms of renovation that it would take several months before I could actually live there. And then all of a sudden I get a phone call from Father Henry. And he's like, you know what? Uh, I know that you're looking for a place to stay. I have a rectory here in Benicom and 
um, it's becoming available. Would you be interested in that? And then, oh, wow. Instead of, you know, from I went from homeless to having two options all of a sudden. Oh, wow, there are horses standing there in the dark. Three horses, and they're eating, seemingly undisturbed by the fireworks in the distance. I'm walking a bit more outside now on a small path. The houses on my left are are lit, and I that's very Dutch. They have the curtains are open. I can just see the people sitting inside watching TV, and uh, and uh, celebrating the new year. Uh, but anyway, so uh, the, the 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 offer by Father Henry was even more. Uh, Attractive, and then he said, "Well, maybe uh, I'm, I'm not sure if you can, uh, if the the current inhabitants will leave immediately. But I'm sure that we can find. You know, you can stay at my place for the time being. Uh, you just put your uh, your belongings, your furniture, etc. Maybe in the in one of the spaces of the parish. We'll have some room for that. And then while you stay at my place." You know, we can make sure that the rectory is empty and clean, and then you can go in. That's what that was the plan. So I called the other priest and I said, Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your offer. But I actually got another option, and that house becomes available right now. Um, and it, you know, I can stay with Father Henry, and it's probably going to be a faster option. So, uh, of course, uh, I was very happy that he understood uh but uh and then so i moved to father henry's rectory and we put all my stuff in the in the um uh the coffee room or the little coffee building of the parish that they couldn't use anyway because of covid and then we started to do an inventory of okay so what should we paint and maybe repair and the first tour through the house was like, um, yeah, this may actually be a little bit more work than we initially thought. Okay, so where do I go now? You know what? This is actually where I normally do my running training. I'm on a crossroads here, and there are roads going to the left, but that seems to be a dead end. The one in front of me also is a dead end, except for bikes. And then to the right, but that will lead me far more away from where I live I think I'm just going this way because it says except bikes so I'm sure there's a path there this is normally where where I do my my training rounds with the little group that I've joined recently Um, so we we usually train on Tuesday morning late at night well late it feels like very late at night because it's uh, 7 30 everything's already dark and then it's two hours and we usually run in these neighborhoods, because it's very calm, there's hardly any traffic, and um, and so it's it's the, one of the safest places, and also one of the nicest places, I have to say, because we're surrounded by the woods and these beautiful villas. Um, yeah, <laughs> this is a happy place for me to be walking. Um, so you know how that turned out. Uh, the actual renovation took seven months, and so for seven months I've been. Uh, I felt a bit like Harry Potter, but I wasn't in a cupboard under the stairs. I was in a loft above the stairs on top of the of the house. Um, and, of course, uh, Father Henry and the other people living in the house were much more friendly than the Dursleys were in Harry Potter's case. But it still felt a little bit like, oh, wow, my, my, my world has become so small now and so... Um, primitive, I mean, the things that are very important for my work, like internet uh, and electricity outlets. There, there was like one electricity outlet uh, in the attic. And, and so I, I'm surprised that, it, that I survived that time because it wasn't a very safe situation. Uh, but anyway, uh, we survived. <laughs> and, and after seven months... The house was finally ready, and one, oh, I know where I am. This is the road that leads from Rankham to my home. So if I go to the left, I'll be back at the rectory. That's nice. Um, 
So at the end, um, having had the time to really do the renovation, to do it really well, um, the house is a, is a transform has been is so transformed, and it is uh, renewed for 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 decades to come. So this is an, uh, this was a huge investment, also monetary investment. But I was always thinking, you know what? I saved for this. This is why I always put aside some some money for, in case I would need to, you know, build a new home or rent a home or whatever. And and this was the time to activate that money in a certain way. Uh, let me go. Let me go to the right here. Poor dog over there is barking because he's probably uh, already in high tension because of the fireworks. Dogs are very sensitive. They have very sensitive ear hearing, so they have a lot to suffer <laughs> during these New Year's Eves. Um, oh, beautiful Christmas tree here in the garden, also covered in lights. Oh, gorgeous. It looks very fairy tale like. I love this time of the year. So, um, the. The final result is beautiful, and now I've been living there for a month, and it's unbelievably nice now. And I feel really so happy that I that I was very sad to leave uh, my old house, my old home, and and, the, and my social circle. But I already feel like what I got in return is so much better in so many ways. So it's not just the house. The house is great because it has multiple rooms and if, and we could redo the entire electrical and internet infrastructure. So I've got good connections everywhere. I can put lights in every room. I've got three studio locations basically now instead of nothing. So I've got a chapel, I've got the uh, main podcasting room and I've got the gaming room slash you know, video commentary movie analysis room um and it's 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 already yielding its fruit because i can i can work much faster everything is in place and and is the way i planned it to be uh that's one of the advantages of being able to start from scratch you can design the house with uh, in in uh, for the work that i do so uh, really really uh, uh a huge upgrade compared to uh, to my previous home. And also, socially, I have to say, having Father Henry, having Eric, who is the... He started as a seminarian who did his internship while I was uh, staying at Father Henry's house, but now he's been appointed uh, as a tr- uh, transitional deacon and he will be ordained a priest next year. I have two great colleagues that I've been living with for half a year and that I'm friends with. I've got... Parish, I've been assisting here in the parishes on Sundays, and everybody is so kind and so welcoming. And so, in a very short amount of time, I felt at home. And I feel like, oh my gosh, I, yes, I had to give up a lot, but I found a new home and a new community where, where people are happy that I'm there. Not that the previous parish was unhappy with me, but well, you know, the people in charge had different priorities, which is their right. But anyway, so it's it's I got in a certain way I got a new 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 family back, um, which is something I well I couldn't foresee, um, but I'm very grateful for. And in a certain way, because the, all these villages here are much closer by and I was also surprised to <laughs> to discover that so many people knew me already from TV um, and that also helped uh, in their you know in the first connection it's like what I said with uh, Michiel and Liz they feel like they've known me for years they've been following my adventures throughout the world for many years on TV and so the moment you are celebrating mass with them and you preach and then afterwards they come to see me they say, it's like you're just like on TV <laughs> Like yeah, sure. Is that a surprise? Yeah, well, we didn't. You're you're just as personable, and and well, anyway, it feels really good to have that instant connection with people that I I didn't know yet, or I don't know yet. I'm getting to learn them. They they make me feel like I'm already an old friend. So 
That was unexpected, but a great, a, a great present. Uh, oops, they are lighting up fireworks over there. So I am going to return and walk the other way because I do not want to uh, expose you to uh, loud bangs louder than what you've heard before. So, um, again, it was letting go and actually getting much more in return, more than I thought, um, and certainly more than I deserve. The third thing that I lost was at the, towards the end of the year, which was kind of already predicted or uh, foreshadowed at the beginning of this year, of this past year, of 2021. In February, I had a talk with people of the TV station that I work for, and they were talking about plans to replace my program with something else. And, and that was finalized at the end of the year, where they told me that the uh, program that I've been presenting and hosting for uh, uh, about 13 years now would come to an end. And uh, they would indeed uh, make a totally different program in which maybe I have a role or maybe not. Uh, from their end, they want to continue the, the collaboration, but it will be in a different form. And there is nothing... Um, there's nothing on paper yet. Uh, so uh, how exactly that will turn out to be, that's yet to be determined. But, of course, it's a huge change for me because I've been working <laughs> on, on all these episodes for years and years and years. But, as you know, I was already on the verge of stepping away from this work myself because it was, first of all, it was way too strenuous and like I explained, I've discovered that my happiness is not, does not depend on the amount of output. I don't need to make 30 episodes each year to, to, to be useful. Um, and I was longing for a different type of uh, activity where I could focus more on, you know, maybe better quality, having more time to research and to film and to edit, and then make fewer programs, but make them... I don't know, more impactful. Ooh, this road goes into the woods, and this is the last lantern of the street. There is no more light ahead of me. And the, it's actually pitch dark over there. Yeah. Yeah. This is normally the point. If this were a horror movie, you'd probably say, no, don't go beyond that last lantern. That's where all the creepy monsters live <laughs> so I'm just going to turn around uh, let's hope the kids are done with their fireworks over there in the distance so um, uh, so in a way again it's losing a staple ingredient of my life or there has been a staple ingredient of my at least of my work life for years and years and also a very dependable source of income um, that, that really was the, the foundation, I think, of uh, most of the, uh, not, not, not the work, but uh, the, the organization. Uh, so Tridio, in case you are not following me for since a long time, uh, Tridio is a non-profit organization that we uh, created to kind of uh, help me with the work that I do in the media. And so we have Inge, who works also for us, and we have a, a board uh, that is not uh, compensated. And then we have, of course, you know, just expenses as software and electronics and computers and cameras. So the the patrons are, are helping me with part of the uh, budget, but it's not enough to cover all expenses. So that's why we have that... Uh, bigger organization and the work that I do for TV I don't get paid by that that goes to the foundation and they make sure that the bills get paid so it's a bit of a uh, I do see more clouds there and the kids are still lighting up fireworks so I'm just going back where I came from did I come from here? I don't remember this oh. <laughs> I can't go there. I have to go in the direction of these kids with fireworks. Let's hope it's just, you know, sparkling stuff and not the loud bangs. 
which I will then have to edit out and I'll probably lose my hearing because I'm using earbuds that are amplifying the sound instead of attenuating it. <laughs> anyway, so um, it, was, uh, it was a very, very uh, stable foundation of my life and it also really made me feel useful because you have that you know, weekly output, you know exactly what you have to do. And I also knew that I could do it in terms of, you know, I've learned over time throughout the years to, to make these programs. But at the same time, it was always the same thing. Hey, wow, these kids are walking away now. That's great. Thank you. It was also, every year was more or less the same. So it, it didn't really push the boundaries anymore. And, well, when you don't push yourself, it's like with running. You don't learn that much anymore. Um, and so I think that... No, don't throw those things in my direction because then I'll come, I'll come after you. <laughs> so uh, I always get a bit nervous when there are fireworks around. I have never understood, understood and I will never understand the attraction of fireworks. As a kid, I, always, <laughs> I was already abhorrent of that kind of... You know, the, especially the bangs. The, the I like the 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 nice, colorful fireworks in the skies, but I didn't like the the noise. I still don't like it. Anyway, um, so the 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 advantage of this, and that, of course, is what this new year, two thousand and twenty-two, is going to have to prove, is that the fact of letting go of this work and not immediately having a backup creates room to try something new and to push myself and now is the time that I can take the lead I no longer have to wait for orders in a certain way I have my own freedom Um, so basically this 100% media nomination that I've received last year um, now truly comes into full effect because I can, I, can, I can use that freedom to try to build bigger and better. Um, maybe that was a bit too similar to political slogans in the US. But anyway, that's kind of a feeling that I have. You know what? Do, stopping to do something that you've done for a long time can also maybe help you go for something that is actually better and more ambitious than, than you used to do. Uh, but maybe also I can, I can do it in my way. You know? It doesn't have to be this ongoing race um, to meet deadlines. I, I think that deadlines are important. You have to always set dates to your goals. I've learned a certain discipline in when it comes to television production. But what is going to be my internal motivation is no longer the deadline, but it's you as a community. I want to make sure that you are happy and that gives me the drive to actually push myself and I think that's a much better incentive than just having these doomsday clocks sticking in the background every week <laughs> so I think that this this new year is finally going to be the year where I can spread my wings in terms of production and I still have to learn a lot it's not that I'm already there at the level where I want to be but I've always had this idea that you know what I can do better than what I do on television right now but I'm not going to do that for this television audience alone um, because within the the confines of this this current job that's just not possible resource wise time wise um, it's much more interesting to do this for an international audience and why not try to get to the level of a Netflix documentary something that could be on Amazon Prime or Hulu or whatever I, I, I don't know if well, I'm pretty sure that I, I can't do that now but I'm absolutely certain that I can learn it that I can teach it to me because it's not rocket science the most important thing of television production or media production in general, is not the technology. You can learn that so easily. There, there's such a wealth of instructional videos on, on YouTube. What matters is, are, are you a good storyteller? <laughs> are you, can you take people with you? And I think that that is something that I've 
you know, acquired over time. Right? The quality to, you know, bring, take, be engaging and take people with me and, and, and let them discover or, or let them share my enthusiasm or, or, or my surprise or whatever it is. Uh, and so um, I am looking forward to making that journey for you. If, there, if there's one thing that, um, that I've noticed over the years is that even if you're not there yet, it, it's, it's worth sharing the journey and not just the goal. So when, when I was in France, that's actually one of the happy memories of this past year, um, this wonderful two-week vacation that I had with my friends in the, uh, my friends in the, in the south of France. Uh, uh, one of the things that I posted, or I'm not actually, well, yes, I did post some photos on Instagram. I filmed mostly the things. And, and we, did, we did these outings every day, these journeys, where we would climb a mountain, walk a uh, part of the Camino and visit an old town, uh, you know, go to old cathedrals. And every time we would film, not just the location, but also the journey towards the location. And that proved to be so helpful later on when I edited that down into two episodes for TV. Or did I do three? I think I did two. But um, it was this, this whole idea of, you know, you take people with you. And then it doesn't even really matter if it's filmed well or if you just use a phone to film it. It's this, this being on the road. And that, I think, has always been, uh, for me, the kind of the style of storytelling that I love and that I also enjoy watching myself, to be honest. And what you usually enjoy watching yourself is something that, that will probably also fit your own style. So that's what I hope to do, bring you along. There's so many adventures still left to uh, explore. So, yeah, that is kind of the summary of uh, the things that I had to let go of this past year and what it all brought me and what it opened up for this new year of 2022. I hope you'll be along for the ride and I thank you for being with me all along these long, long months of transition knowing that you were continuing to listen, that you were uh, praying for me, that you were joining the community on Patreon, uh, on the Discord server, or just watching the videos or listening to the podcast and writing a, a note every once in a while. All that has been so important for me. It's, it's always when you are in flux, when you lose your old social circles and you don't have ooh, nice, nice fireworks in the sky there. Illegal, but still nice. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you lose your old friends and you don't have new friends yet, having that base group of friends, of that community, that is already in, in, in a certain way in the cloud, that is not linked to a certain space, uh, and, and being able to, to have these friends at your side while you are journeying to that new destination... That has been what kept me going and, and what supported me and comforted me, um, even in, you know, these times that were sometimes very, very hard personally for me. Um, so thank you so much for that. And, uh, and, and come with me <laughs> along on the journey in this, in this new year. I'm sure it will be blessed. Thanks for listening. Happy New Year. And talk to you soon. God bless.